0: Hello, everyone. My name is always Asmao. Welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube and the show will be on the podcast tomorrow morning. So don't forget to like, subscribe and click on the notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. If you're joining us live, please drop a one in the comments so that you know we're not talking to ourselves and drop a two in the comments if you're watching the recording. My guest for this week is Dario Grassini, CPA, co-CEO and founder of Separo Consulting. Dario, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Always, thanks so much for, for having me. It's a privilege to be here. So really appreciate, appreciate you reaching out and really glad to have the opportunity to chat today and
0: yeah, talk to you a little bit about things. I'm sure there's lots for, for, for all of us to learn today, but let's jump into questions. Maybe tell us your story, where do you come from, and even outside of work, who is Dario Grassini? Yeah, how
1: much time do we have? <laughs> Just it. Um So I was born and raised in Pretoria, in South Africa. Um, I matriculated from Pretoria Boys High in 99, and then was fortunate enough to get a soccer scholarship through IX Cape Town before heading down to Cape Town to study Accounting and Finance at UCT. Um, I was there for about a year and a half before I got recruited to come play for a university in the US down in South Carolina, school called Coastal Carolina, where I continued my accounting and finance, and accounting studies, picked up finance, did a number of internships, both locally, nationally, and internationally. Ultimately, landed a job with Deloitte in New York City where I focused on financial service and real estate clients. I was there for just over three years before um, yeah, I made a transition into corporate accounting and realized that that wasn't for me. It was a little bit too structured and repetitive and, and maybe mundane for, for my liking. Um, and I always had an itch to kind of challenge myself on a global environment. so. Um, sorted all my affairs out in the US and then packed a a, a small backpack and next day I bought a plane ticket and flew to Europe and was going to work my way around the world Um, ended up as far as countries like um, well, I was in Prague, Paris, the Netherlands, Amsterdam and then that was in 2010 so because of the soccer background and obviously being South African I wanted to back home and enjoy the World Cup. Um, And while in South Africa, luckily I got a job working for FIFA's operating committee. Um, So got some hands-on experience behind the scenes there um, before moving down to Cape Town and and helping out a, a little startup. And then in 2011, started doing some international secondments to kind of help afford working around the world. Um, And then from there, I ended up in the Netherlands for close to five years. And while in the Netherlands, I was running international secondment programs, doing some corporate accounting again, um, but also joined a nonprofit called the Ocean Cleanup. I started off as a bookkeeper and then ended up helping them with various offshore expeditions, including one called the Mega Expedition, where we had a fleet of about 40 vessels traveling from Hawaii to California. Uh, skimming the surface of the Pacific Ocean to collect plastic um, samples to extrapolate how big the problem was, and from their design and methods in order to um, clean it up. That's their mission. So that was very adventurous. I was on a sailing boat for almost like a month where I had never had sailing experience before, um, but was working towards something positive. And then, um, yeah, came back to the US in 2016. Um, and about a year after that, we met up with Craig in Central Park where we had some coffee and we decided to get together and start Sapro because we realized there was an opportunity in the market to provide even more value to people looking to get international experience. And that was kind of the beginning of here. Yeah. So, so well,
0: I mean, soccer crazy uh, and otherwise other, outside of work, anything else?
1: Yeah, I think... Um, for, for me, I live here in Austin, Texas. Moved down from New York City about a, just over a year ago. Um, Love the outdoors, going on adventures, hiking, uh, traveling. My wife and I went over to Croatia um, in June. So, yeah, traveling and hiking and, and going on new
0: adventures yeah. okay. Okay. there. Let, let's uh, talk Sapro specifically. So I, so, I read a LinkedIn post from someone that said Sapro and your competitor are like the Airbnb and Uber of the audit industry, which I thought was brilliant. But for the young professionals out there who haven't heard much about you, who is your ideal person that you're looking for? And what are the different opportunities available to them?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty interesting statement, the whole Uber and Airbnb thing. I think what we're trying to do is revolutionize the public accounting world. I think for the ideal people we're looking for is people that are um, motivated to challenge themselves out of their comfort zones, try to get international experience and test themselves in different waters to help um, improve the opportunities for growth, et cetera. And what we're trying to do is provide compelling alternatives so that we can open up new opportunities for people, both short and long-term and yeah help them broaden their horizons, like expand their global networks. And, and yeah, people that are uh, just trying to test the waters in, in different locations as well. So in, anybody that's finishing their article clerks to people that have post-article experience as well.
0: And so do they get the opportunity to say, uh, I know you uh, short-term, so is there long-term uh, opportunities to work overseas or the U S or Europe? Uh, immigration yeah. opportunities, or is it purely you go, you come back?
1: Sure. So when we started separate five years ago, we started with three people, and and they had a short term opportunity of three months. Um, that was during the busy season in the US in 2018. Um, subsequently, we grew to 23 people the following year, 70 people the following the year after that in 2020 across 17 different locations within the U.S. and then also Australia. Um, And then this past busy season, we've had over 300 people. And this coming busy season, we're looking at over 1,000 people. Um, And what we're trying to do is provide the option of both short-term and long-term. So we want to ultimately be able to provide people with a um, a long term career with SAPRA depending on what it is that they're looking for so if you look at our our, our mission it's really to positive, positively impact the lives of as many people like build better futures for our people our clients and our global communities and if it's short term or long term we're flexible in helping them along those ways and if they like the whole immigration question is something that comes up a lot and it's It's always an option. I just want to manage people's expectations. It's extremely challenging and also can be a very long and daunting path. So, um, yeah, we don't not pursue it, but at the same time, we want to provide people with options that they don't need to necessarily immigrate, that they can get the international experience from working at home. They can get competitive salaries so they don't have to move abroad in order to be able to support their families in a better way. So, um, yeah, we really are trying to help with nation building and uplifting communities in South Africa and, and Southern Africa. And, um, yeah, I think m- most importantly is giving people the, the taste for that international environment so that they can see if it's the right fit for them. And, and before they make a, a long term commitment, like be able to properly assess with their family and, and their support group whether it's the right thing for them.
0: I hate asking that question because my aim is to get people to, I mean, like you say, nation build and stay in South Africa and help build the country, but I would be remiss. That's why I needed to ask the question.
1: No, it's a great question and we get asked it a lot and it's important for people and I think um, it it comes back to the number one driving principle for us. It's what is best for our people and that's what we're going to try to do every time is try to take care of them as best as we can regardless of what it is.
0: For the audience, if anybody's got any questions for Dario, please add your questions to the comment section. We'll answer all the questions towards the end, but please get them in now so that we don't miss them. Uh, Are there any training contract opportunities at SAPRO?
1: That's a great question. So we've been chatting to um, Saika. We've been trying to get as much material from them to understand what are the requirements um, in order to become a training institute. I think what we're looking to do from that perspective is see how do we potentially come up with a blended approach um, where we can provide both local and international training from the beginning and not just do it alone, but potentially partner with other South African firms in order to be able to um, get that experience from South Africa and and internationally from from the ground up. So yeah, we're exploring that, we're doing our our business analysis and, and how that would affect the company. Um, But I think what it comes down to is public accounting world is short of quality talented labor. I think a lot of people are, especially internationally, I think South Africa is a little bit different in that accounting, becoming a CA or getting an accounting degree is still revered. In many parts of the world, it's it's not necessarily that case because people are afraid of technology. So what we want to do is help public accounting become exciting again help it be compelling so that we can attract more and more people into the profession because the ideal that I'm, that we're working with working towards is how do we help transparency and accountability in the global financial markets so that we can have that trust and faith in the, the the capital markets so that people can deploy their capital in the best way possible and in doing so uplifting the communities, et cetera. And, um, Creating a training program is really there to bring more people into the profession to help towards that mission um, and show people how exciting and and how many skills one can learn in this profession. And you can take this and do anything from it. And that's what Greg and I have been trying to do is like open people's eyes to all the opportunities out there um, and show how exciting it can be, what kind of adventure it can be and how flexible it can be. Like you can work from home or you can work internationally. So um building the training program is definitely on the cards for
0: us yeah that's great so you've heard it here um <laughs> you deal with a lot of with more international clients and and u.s clients in particular what, what are the differences in serving servicing say an sa based client versus a u.s one are there different expectations in terms of ability talk us through that
1: sure so um just one slight correction so we don't service essay-based clients um yeah so what uh, we service clients in the us canada uk soon europe and australia and new zealand so i think the difference comes in um where how people can get exposure to clients around the world without leaving their homes or they can get uh, onshore um, experience as well so if you look at our business there's really two sides to the coins there's Our global rotational development program where people can, obviously when travel's available and we can, there's no more restrictions and and we can safely manage COVID and our clients want people on site, we want to be able to help people have opportunities where, for example, they leave their articles, they join us for three to six months and send them to the U.S. and down to Australia for three to six months and then to the U.S. and then somewhere else. So during that time, they get exposure to different international markets, different, like, standards, like general accounting principles or international financial statements, different industries, different people, different cultures. Um, and they really broaden their horizons and open their minds to, to what's out there and learn as much as possible and, and go through our separate academies so that we're continuously building on their technical skills as, as well as their soft skills um, to help them become the best versions of themselves. So that global rotational or international development program is one side of the coin. The other side of the coin in dealing with all these countries around the world is seeing how we can bring as much work back to South Africa or Southern Africa as possible to really provide those home-based opportunities so that people don't have to leave their families, et cetera, and they can earn good compensation so that um, yeah, they can support their families and all that.
0: Getting expo- I mean, nobody's going to say no to getting exposure all over the world, I mean, that, that sounds amazing you uh, you have an American certified public accountant or a CPA designation. How does it mm-hmm. compare to the CASA? And for those South African chartered accountants who are starting to serve global clients, would you mm-hmm. recommend that they also obtain a CPA designation? Because it seems expensive unless on a little bit of research that I've done, or is mm-hmm. it sufficient to go with your CASA designation?
1: Look, I uh, think Greg and I both think that South Africa is the... Like, I'm a little bit biased here, but we think South Africa or well, Southern Africa has some of the best accounting talents in the world. And SAICA and ICAS have done an amazing job with the education and the credentials necessary in order to become a CA. And it, like really, what we're trying to do is showcase the talent to the rest of the world. And just like CAs and accountants are really opening the doors for helping us provide more and more opportunities. So just want to like, make that statement because really the, top, the talent from South Africa is amazing. Um, and for for me, I'm a CPA. I'll give you an example. My twin brother is a CA. Greg's a CA. I think um, there's different routes, obviously, and I want to appreciate both designations because it's not easy to get either of them. But the CA does really help position you to be able to work internationally. And at Sepro, we do have courses to help provide that bridge between international financial standards as well as generally accepted principles. And um, and last year, Psycho did an amazing job with the ARCPA where we were able to um, obtain reciprocity after uh, being able to get a CPA designation after completing one course. Um, and in doing so, I think the cost comes down quite dramatically in, in doing that. And the conversion time period that it takes is, is a lot more. Uh, quicker, where it would have taken 18 months to sit for all CPA exams, or four of them. Now, it's just one exam, and you can... I think the process is getting streamlined, and can take up to six months to do that, but it's a lot more feasible, a lot better, a lot easier to do. Um, And part of what we're trying to do is, for anybody that we bring to the States long-term, see if, if they want to become CPAs as well, and help support them with that.
0: So it sounds like if, if you are going long-term, it's a good idea to do it, but if you're still testing the waters, wait until you, until you figure out what you want.
1: Exactly. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. People, people generally don't like change, but you are doing something different. Where do you see Sapro going? Talk to us about your vision for the future.
1: Yeah, I think it comes down to our mission is building better features for our people, our clients and our global communities. And I think um, what we're trying to do is deliver on on that promise. And that's really what wakes us up in the morning, gets us out of bed in order to ensure we can do that. Um, and from a, a vision perspective, I think like we are a for-profit, obviously, but we consider ourselves really a not-for-profit. And what we're trying to do is change the lives of 5,000 people by 2025. And for us, that means providing meaningful, worthwhile and challenging opportunities, um, and giving people an employee value proposition that deals with radical flexibility, where they can work from wherever, doing whatever, um, obviously where it makes business sense. Also, um, providing people with a holistic wellbeing approach where they feel taken care of and they don't get burnt out and they're supported. And we work with them in regards to not just creating that linear, that you mentioned earlier, but a lattice in a way where we can support their transition into different environments. Like you see SAPRO as a an incubator where you can just dis- test different countries, test different service lines like audit, transaction, advisory, or tax. And we provide you with the tools and the structure and the foundation and facilitate all of this in order so that you aren't exploring it by yourself, like I was when I was trying to work my way around the world with no support and no. Real clear direction or mentorship and coaching, as I was was figuring that out. So, yeah, I think all of that together with our our shared purpose and and really deeper connections with our people, where it's almost like a mass a mass customization of like figuring out what they want and working towards that with each one of them, Um, and then looking at public accounting not from a transactional perspective but from a transformational perspective and seeing which kind of organizations and which kind of companies and, and people we can partner with in regards to having similar initiatives like nation building or coaching or training. Um, and yeah, I, I guess if you look at our vision, it's that target of employing 5,000 5, 5, people by 2025 and helping to change those lives. And uh, it's not all going to be in South Africa. It's going to be throughout Africa or throughout the world. And um yeah, that's what really drives us. Here.
0: For somebody who didn't have a mentor, and you, you managed to touch almost every continent, so you know, <laughs> with the structure, I'm sure you can you can get even further.
1: Yeah, it, it's been an adventure. And I think for me, one of my guiding principles is is freedom, and in help and working so hard towards obtaining that freedom. I wanna, we want to help people have that sense of freedom that, that they live in their best lives, they live in their own lives, and um, they've got someone that's got their back and supporting them throughout that. Yeah. Oh,
0: that summarizes it well. So this is my question that I, I like to ask all my, my, my guests. Is what, what's one piece of advice you would give your younger self? Sure. Um,
1: good question. I think it's, you know, there's a lot of things. Um, I think so it comes back to trying to get an understanding of the full environment that you're in how all the pieces fit together um a lot of the time we're in our own minds and worrying about ourselves but instead of looking outside and seeing um like for example i always knew i wanted to be an entrepreneur so in order to become an entrepreneur what does that mean like putting yourself through an environment where you can get exposure to many different things. Like you don't have to just do one thing and and learn from that, but see all the different aspects of the business um, in order to see how the company adds value and how you can improve the value for your your clients and and communities that they support. Um, So I think like have a broader perspective like try as many different things as you possibly can, and don't be afraid to get out there. Like I think everybody has their own situation, so it's hard to kind of give advice to one person without understanding their situation, like whether it's their financial backing, their family history, etc. So taking all of that into consideration, I think it's, it comes down to get as much exposure to as many different things as you possibly can, so that you can. Uh, understand what Joel's well with you and see where you can best add value based on what you want to do.
0: That's great advice. We're going to move over to some questions from the audience. We've got a question from Sisonke. How was your experience in New York?
1: Yeah, it was great. When I first got there, it's crazy. It's like you're in a city with over 8 million people, but sometimes you can feel so alone until you like start getting around and, and making friends and you start seeing exactly what the city has to offer and it's got so much to offer it's, it's almost mesmerizing and you get you can get quite overwhelmed by, by living there but it's got beautiful peaceful spaces as well like central park or um, the river walk along the west side highway which helps you feel relaxed in this concrete jungle and it's incredible, and in that's it's got so many people from different walks of lives that you can have interesting conversations with and engage with. And, and, um, yeah, I really loved my time there. Um, my wife and I had an amazing time. That's why I met my wife, and that's why I met Greg. Um, but yeah, during COVID, realized that there were other places to explore, and we moved down to, to Texas and now have adventures down here. Yeah, we've got a, a, a...
0: A question uh, from I think it's Sean. Knowing your love for football, are you negotiating with any football clubs or separate to support the accounting or financial reporting functions? I actually know the uh, another accountants <laughs> at Kaiser Chiefs, but I don't know many of them. So oh,
1: really? <laughs> are we talking like Barcelona? Are we talking Kazuchus or <laughs> <laughs> whatever? Yeah. So I think right now um, we support public accounting firms and. Um, we haven't necessarily gone into industry, but if we do go into this industry, we'd love to chat to any soccer firms. Obviously, it's a passion. And um, yeah, thanks for bringing that question up. I guess my question back to him is what's the team he supports and can hook us up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a question going back to you. We've um, got a, a quick question from Shamiso uh, who says, how many auditors are employed at Sepro now, both permanent and and temporary?
1: Yeah, so uh, we've got a mix of both permanent and temporary. Um, I think in the beginning of the year we had over three hundred and fifty, um, and we extended permanent offers to a number of those people. Um, currently, I believe we've got nine hundred and fifty people that's on the Sepro uh, consulting team. We call our consultants in the field our pros um and internally we've got close to 100 people working on that and um yeah i think if you had to ask me what i'm most proud of is just like just all the internal team members and all our pros in the fields that are doing such amazing hard work for us and just the dedication and motivation and willingness to um also commit to this mission of building better futures i think We've been extremely blessed and we're humbled and and really honored to be able to work with so many amazing people and great talents. So, yeah, we're really excited for the family to keep growing. Um, We want to take care of as many people as possible. And, yeah, we've got a ton of opportunities. So if you know of anybody else that's still looking for opportunities, um, by all means, introduce them to us. We'd love to help them out as well.
0: Seems like you're going to get to that 5,000 target sooner than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. So let's just move over to any last few words from your side or anything that we didn't discuss that you'd like the audience to know.
1: Um, like I said, we've got a lot of opportunities still available. So feel free to reach out to us, Zapro Careers. Um, I think we want people to realize that even though we've got a lot of opportunities, our people are more than just numbers. So we're going to really work really hard and co-invest with you to co-create your careers with you. So, um, really want to walk this journey with you and help you along your career. So I promise and and really what keeps me up at night is making sure that we deliver on our promise to ensure that we give people the best opportunities possible. Um, and yeah, like we're always willing to sit at the table and chat to people to, or other partners to understand where we can add more people, more value to people's lives, and and what initiatives they've got going on there. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I want to call out just to create a little bit of awareness of the two two charities that we support. There's one in South Africa called Ubuntu Pathways that's based out of Port Elizabeth. They're all about. Um, helping people from cradle to career. And they've done amazing things and, and got amazing, amazing supports and and skills. And, and I think this, during COVID, they've helped over 30,000 people get through it with basics like food, but also creating schools for education and, and all of that. And the other charity that we support is here in the US called Safe at Home. So I want to bring awareness to them as well. And they do amazing things for people that are in a tough living environment at home and also just providing them with the support and safe places so that they can get the basic opportunities. So, two very great organizations.
0: Great. And and I think from your main main takeaway from the initial part is to the people out there, the opportunity is there. It's just a matter of are you reaching out for it or not. Don't say the opportunity is not there.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Happy to chat to anybody. Just reach out to us and see how we can help you out as well.
0: The show has been live on YouTube and should be available on the podcast by tomorrow. If you're watching on YouTube or the, listening on the podcast and you feel that it's added value, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on that notification bell so that you get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. Tario, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Wes. And yeah, have a wonderful day.
0: Thanks, everyone, for joining us for yeah. another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye. Yeah. We'll be